Ah, this week, how is everyone doing? This week, to tell you the truth, I have felt blah. You know, as women, you know what I mean. Cramping, you just want to lay on the couch, do nothing. But then you got all these responsibilities and you have to take care of them, right? And so you get up, you do it, but you still feel blah. And also this week, I broke my glasses. I broke my glasses and I need to get a new pair. And I really don't have time to go to the doctors, but I need to get a new pair. And then I received some unfortunate news from a client that has left me sad a bit. The world is really, really struggling. And it's moments like these that even when I'm feeling blah, I still know that, ooh, I got a purpose to fulfill. And so I get up and I do what I have to do. So how are you doing out there, dear sister? I hope that you're doing well because what we're about to get into this week is going to bless your heart. It's going to inspire hope. So you ready? Let's go. Hi, friend. Hi, dear sister. This is Kate Akukadaisy, and it is great to have you listening. What I aim to do with this podcast and the wider ministry of I Am Free Woman is to help you heal and transform your heart and mind as you choose to live free in Christ every day. I believe healing is our choice, and once we embrace that process, we can truly heal others as we are healed. So I say, and you heard it first over here, healed people heal people. So despite the fact that I have been feeling blah this week and yes, next week I'll be back to my awesome self because that's what happens when you have hormones, right? (laughs) How are you doing? Gosh, the weeks are flying by so fast. Soon my kids will be out of school for the summer and here comes the endless summer days of fun. But if you have a mama like me, guess what? You have a summer schedule, and so that's also being finalized as we speak. It's going to be fun, it's going to be some foolery, and it's going to be some focused work a bit because you can't let the brain go dead for a whole summer, right? (laughs) So what are your summer plans? What do you have planned? I hope it is something that you have that's going to be refreshing, that's going to invigorate That's going to just pump some energy into your spirit, into your soul as you enjoy those endless summer days of fun, foolery, and focused work, okay? No matter how you are feeling this week, my guest this week is bound to inspire some hope in your heart as you listen to her story. She has become a dear sister of mine, and I thank God for blessing her because before it becomes a reality. And you will hear what I mean by that when you hear her story. She's already blessed. It's just a matter of time. Believing for her and with her as she waits. Meet Bella Irizari, a military wife living on purpose. Despite being diagnosed with with endometriosis, Bella started chasing God with passion and that nurturing healed her disappointments and allowed her to envision her destiny. 
Bella's hope and faith is contagious and reminds me of a confident heart that is poised to receive from the Lord. And in Jesus' name, yes, she shall receive. Our conversation is seasoned with so much care and you sense that in Bella's posture. As you listen, here are some nuggets for you. Grow through seasons of adversity together, especially when you are married. Surround yourself with people who exemplify Jesus' love. So, so important. There is meaning in all situations. You just need to find them. Decide to focus on foundation of your life, especially when it is anchored the right way. Lean in on this foundation when challenges arise and listen to God's truths and believe in Him. Allow God to lead you in all areas of your life. Living in hope is a beautiful season. Remember that. Living in hope is a beautiful season. Focusing on a godly view helps you breathe again. Allow God to turn your disappointments into your destiny. Ooh, you are born and then you train to be good at your gifts that you were born with. Break free from other ideas and break through into God's design for your life. We had a great conversation, which I know you will enjoy too. So I want you to do this. Always remember to choose to be free, choose to live free, and choose to stay free. Being faithfully renewed, encouraged, exceptional women and men of God. As always, this is Kate, your Chief Joy Activator. Until next time, may God's goodness and mercy follow you always. And remember, whenever you're feeling blah, 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 like sometimes we do as women, right? Remember, heal people, heal people. So the healing that you have, go out into the world and heal someone today. Choose to live free. I love you so much. Love, 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 love. Enjoy the conversation. Bye. <laughs> it's, it, it gets everybody all the time. It gets me. Like I start laughing. <laughs> Hi, Bella. How are you doing today? <laughs> Hi, Kate. I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I always say that, uh, that, you know, I get to see my guests, like everybody doesn't get to see you. And as always, you look beautiful. So thank Aww. you for uh, spending this time with me to talk about your story and how it can bless other women who are choosing to live free in Christ. Before we get started, I want you to introduce yourself to our sisters. I want you to tell a bit about where you're from, where you're at, you know, how life is uh, going for you. Uh, so go for it. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I am so grateful to be here to have this opportunity to share with you and your listening audience. Uh, for me, my name is Bella Irizari. I have been putting into practice some of the talents that God has placed in my life to help others wherever he takes me. So as a military spouse, we're currently stationed in Europe in some place remote in Germany. <laughs> and uh, professionally, I have been a counselor for about 10 years. And so currently in this military base that we are at, I am a career counselor for service members who are transitioning back to civilian life. 
Nice, 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 nice. So my husband is in the military too. And that's one of the things that Bella and I, when we spoke, we actually did a piece for her audience um, for the Business Meets Life Planner because she's she didn't say it, but she's a planner girl. She loves planners. And so she reached out to me to talk about my planner and we connected and then we connected some more when uh, she told me about her being a military spouse. I was like, girl, join the club. Like (laughs) I have been there. My husband has been on tours, Iraq, Afghanistan. I have had to do that whole solo thing. So I know how it feels like in this type of, um, you know, club, I would call it, where we have military spouses and all that. So we connected there and then um, just awesome. Just, you know, sometimes you meet people and you instantly connect. You don't have to fight, strive so much. Like your spirits are just like, oh my God, you know, you're my kind of person. Mm-hmm. And so um, I thank you for coming on the podcast and uh, diving into your story because when you shared it with me, I was moved by it. And I felt, you know what, come on, let's talk some more about it and see how mm-hmm. it can bless other women. So thank you so much for coming in Germany. It's beautiful. It's yes. beautiful. So, so yeah. So uh, typically what I do is I will have my um, guest story um, and the things that they want to talk about broken up into like three sections. Uh, you're breaking free season, your breaking through season, and then your breathing again season. And wherever you want to, you know, kind of put in your uh, messages that you feel God has given you to share, you just do that. And so I'm just going to start out by asking you one of my very obvious questions that probably everybody knows I like to ask is, how is your heart? Yes, my heart is healing in so many ways. And I think that mentally and physically, I'm feeling strong, stronger. So that's really good. And then as far as spiritually, I feel like I'm thriving. I'm able to do that, even though I am in a faraway place from home. I am still able to come together in a church community here in Germany. And that's just an awesome thing to have. So we plug into that as much as possible. Uh, In my relationships, I feel like I, and I can understand being appreciated more. I'm learning to do that financially. I think I am a work in progress. (laughs) That is so good. That is so good. And you mentioned uh, when you were introducing yourself that you are a counselor. Can you share a bit more about how you have transitioned from seeing like the everyday mental health struggles to focusing on career counseling and how you even continue to use your mental health uh, training in the career counseling field? So as a career counselor, I think that I am, I was born a counselor (laughs) and uh, the rest was training how to be better at it and be more professional with it. And so what I try to do, my prayer a while ago, a few years ago, was that I can, that God can use me to mentor other women or other military spouses. And he has been opening some doors for me to be able to do that in the community, in the military spouse community. So many doors. I am beyond grateful. I feel like my cup is definitely overflowing in this area of a prayer that I made 
you know, many, many years ago. And he started to take me one step at a time. And now I am thriving in this area. I love to create and journal. So I, whenever I'm going through a low season, whenever I'm going through a valley, I know that I have to reach out to somebody. Mm-hmm. I have to reach out to uh, life counseling. They have counselors available for military and their spouses. And these are all free resources and services. And so anytime that I know that I'm not in a good place, I make sure I go and reach out. And then I recommend those services to other military spouses when they're going through a difficult time in their life. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that you are still able, and I like what you said, which is, I think I was born a counselor, but you didn't stop there because sometimes we know that we are born to do something and we feel like, okay, this is my natural gift. This is something that God has given me. Um, I don't need to sharpen it, right? I don't need to do anything to grow it. But that's the opposite. You're supposed to grow it. You're supposed to let it like rise up in you. So let's talk about your story. I think um, everybody's probably waiting like, who is this lady that is talking to us? So go ahead and let's start by uh, sharing with the audience, what is it or where in your walk with God and your multifacetedness of things that you're doing in life, where along your journey do you feel like you got to this point where you had to make the decision to break free? Like, what was your breaking free season like? Well, growing up in a Christian home, I was able to understand the idea that only God can make you free. I have had many breaking free moments throughout my life in these 40 years of life. So I can tell you more about one that I have more written more most recently. Um, I have been living with endometriosis most of my life. I was diagnosed with it finally in 2016 and it is a painful disease. And on top of all those health issues, it affects women's ability to have a natural full-term pregnancy. And so that is something that I have been struggling with. And eventually I grew tired of, you know, just hoping and waiting and planning and with my own efforts and going to uh, science and doctors and not being able to find a cure uh, for my health problems. And so I didn't want to take the the normal route that a lot of people take. And so I continue praying. My family continue praying for me. And so this is a a situation that I may have to deal with all of my life. And so eventually I grew tired of just being, you know, down about it and, you know, sad about what I can't have or what I think I should have and when I should have it. And I just started, I decided to start focusing on, on God and what he wanted to do with my life. I stopped focusing on what others said that I should have, or others say that I should be doing. And I decided that I wanted to break free from others' ideas of my life, whatever that looked like. And so when I started shifting my thinking and my beliefs, and thinking more in spiritual terms. So I had to stop thinking that I don't have this or why don't I have this? Will I ever be able to have children? I don't know, and I may never know, but 
I am now trusting God that he will take care of it. And in his time, everything happens yeah. in his time, in his perfect, beautiful, wonderful time. Oh, gosh. Listen, and endometriosis, um, first of all, my heart, my heart is like, you know, for those of us who have been blessed with kids, sometimes we don't know what it's like, right, for another woman who has this desire and don't know how God is going to fulfill it. So I can only imagine at this point what that journey has been like, um, having this desire. You talk about society and the pressures that comes with it, right? Then you talk about expectations mm-hmm. that other people place on you when you're married and, you know, oh, have this and that, and that, that, that. So let's scale it back. Um, how many years have you and your husband been married? 12 years. We're going on 13 this October. Yeah. And did what, did you have the desire for kids like right from the get-go or it took some time? I always had that desire. I always knew that I wanted to be a mom and I would be a great mom. And I worked with children for a very long time throughout college, you know, all that stuff and in different capacities as teacher assistant. So I learned a lot of how to work with children to how to work with more than one child at a time in different daycare settings. And I love it. I love the timelines that you set for the children. I love how everything you say and do, they are learning. And I just love watching. It's almost like I can see their brain growing and developing and all the the workings and gears in their brain. And I love that. I love everything about children. And when I was in college, I thought I would be become a child psychologist. And that's, mm-hmm. that's where I, I thought I was going to go. But now I am just... Uh, counselor so I can see people of all ages and that's mm-hmm. great too mm-hmm. the desire was there uh, this is such a sensitive topic the desire was there and looking at how you know you work with kids and all that and then to get to this point where you are ready married and all that um, tell us about when you received your diagnosis what that felt like it was so difficult to hear a doctor say, put a name to the pain that you've been feeling and not mm-hmm. knowing what is happening and why you cannot reproduce. And to hear them spe- specifically outline what the inside of your endometrium looks like in your uterus mm-hmm. and that there was no no way possible that I could ever have children on my own, according to, you know, science and men. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it was very difficult at that moment. I was not expecting that. So it was mostly a shock for Mm -hmm. for both me and my husband. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The season where you are shocked by it, and you and your husband When you think back on that season, because, you know, 12 years married, going on 13, when you think back on that season of difficulty, of desiring so much and not getting it, um, I like what you add to that, which is, and I wrote it down, um, you said, what I think I should have and when I should have it. I said, I wrote this down, that there are two different things. 
So as women, right, we desire so much. And sometimes when we want something from God, we think that what I should have and when I should have it kind of should be like together. But as we grow and mature in our relationship with God, we understand that, okay, wait, what I should have and when I should have it, they are two separate things, like completely different, you know? And I like what you said, which is you were starting to break free from what I said, other idea, the ideas that other people had placed on you. What were some of these? Because I know what I know that you have, do you have a, a Spanish background? Like a Spanish yes. background? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know the culture, expectations, family expectations, all that. Tell us about what did you have to deal with like during this period when there's so much expectations, right? Coming from like people. Yeah, they're coming from every side, every way, sideways, straight, all kinds of ways. So it was, it was a lot. <laughs> it was so overwhelming because I know that once you get married, you should be able to reproduce and have children and continue to have children or, you know, decide what you want to do, continue or stop. I know that. So other people telling me in my ear, behind me, above me, to the side of me, below me, to repeat that double, you know, when you say something twice and echo it, basically, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to hear people echoing that left and right is very difficult. And it's just so overwhelming. And coming from my background as a Latina, definitely so much going on. And so that's the part that starts to kind of break you down. Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of course I want to have children my husband loves kids he we're both fantastic with kids every time we're around them we like babysitting for our friends anytime that they we see that they need a break we ask you know can we assist in this area and then Dave gives the opportunity we love it and then of course they go back to their parents afterwards and so we at least we get uh, some experience with it and we enjoy that So we understand all those subjects about, you know, raising kids and wanting kids and all that. So having other people repeat to you, why aren't you having kids and hearing that all the time, it just wears you down. It really Mm -hmm. does. And it's so difficult that people don't know how to talk to you when it is such a sensitive topic because- they think that they can just ask these questions because they may be really interested to know, or they may be wanting to know your business or (laughs) for whatever reason it is that they ask you. It's just, it's a lot. It's too much to hear them ask you that. And you know, deep inside of you that you don't know why you haven't reproduced. You don't know why you haven't had any children yet. And so you can't answer the question, when are you going to have children? And for years, our first few years of marriage, I think the first four or five years, my husband and I, I would always let my husband answer that question. And if my husband was around, it was helpful because my husband would always answer by saying, we're waiting on God. Yeah. And it was so reassuring for me too to hear my husband say those words, because I knew that he was supporting me and he was a backup for me. He was not pressuring me. Mm-hmm. He, for a Cause, while. Because you know, some marriages, right? That there's pressure from the spouse, like, and the spouse's family, like, uh, when are you going to, right? So, mm-hmm. 
So yeah, so it's good that he wasn't pressuring you. Yes. So I I I loved that, and you know that was a turning point for us that I was able to come closer to my husband, that we were able to come closer as a marriage because I felt very highly supported uh, by him. And he was never pressuring me, although the world was pressuring us, our family members are pressuring us and reminding us that we don't have children or we see other family members that have children as soon as they get married. And we weren't able to do that. And so it was, it was hurtful. So with all this going on, it sounds like between you and your husband, you had this safe space, like this bubble that, you know, when everything around us is like crazy and chaotic and all that, at least we have each other. And at least we know the God that we serve, right? And when it's his time, he's going to show up. Amen. When when you when you look back on those times and you and your husband's relationship, I, I heard you mention that you grew closer. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that this adversity um, has helped your relationship all these twelve years, like where you are right now? Like it's it's been stronger than it would have ever been. Absolutely, I do believe yeah. that, and I am so grateful for that opportunity that. I know that I know that I know that it was God that brought us together for this season of our life. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine going through this with anybody else. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I know that it was God's purpose for us to be together. It was God's purpose for us to learn how to grow through a season of adversity together mm-hmm. and to be able to speak to others, to other marriages And no matter what they're going through, we are able to speak life into those marriages and say, oh, that's that too will pass. Oh, that's that's not a big deal with God. You can overcome that. Mm -hmm. And you never know why you're going through a situation. What is God going to do in your life? How is he going to remind you about who he is and his greatness Mm -hmm. in our life? So that is that was a great reminder for me to know that. My husband exemplified Jesus' love for me. It was a true love. It was a real love. And I had never experienced love like that before. And that made my relationship with Jesus stronger because I was able to see God at work in practice, Mm. not just in theory. It's no longer I'm just reading it in the Bible. Now I'm actually seeing it and Mm. experiencing it. And that was just the most beautiful thing to me. Mm, I wrote it down. Surround yourself with people who exemplify Jesus's love. Like when you're going through something, maybe you're not even married or you're married or, you know, just surround yourself with those positive vibes only. (laughs) Those positive vibes that are going to help you because like you said, Bella, your mental health during these times, it's critical. You know, Mm -hmm. you can hear things echoing over and over and over again. And if you're not careful, you start to question your identity. You start to question who you are and, you know, what God has created you to be and all those things. So I really do see that this closeness that you have, what you had with God, but then also the closeness that you had with your husband was needed and you were able to 
like hold on to him during those times when you couldn't speak for yourself and you couldn't say that, well, I can't have kids because he was there. He stepped in and he did that for you. Mm-hmm. So you've, you're going through this journey together with him. And at what point do you feel like you, 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 after you got the diagnosis, you, you, I'm sure you did all the crying, all the stuff, right? You did all the stuff. At what point did you say that, you know what, I am going to have to break through this. I'm going to have to walk through this and I accept I'm going to walk through it and whatever is on the other side, God, I'm ready for it. What was this breaking through season? Well, I can say with all clarity that it was, this is a sad part of the, the saddest part of the story, maybe (laughs) is, was after our three miscarriages. Mm -hmm. And those were some difficult lessons to go through. And, you know, the biggest question for us was why? And we couldn't understand. And in with each miscarriage, I was able to learn something new. And God was able to teach me something different each time. Mm-hmm. And I was able to grow into a better person with each miscarriage. And these are the type of things that I've been learning that at the end of the day, it wasn't about me having children at at all. It wasn't even about the miscarriages. It was about love and God's love and love in my marriage that love can conquer all. And that was the biggest lesson that I, I learned that my husband loved me despite me. He didn't love me for what I do, or he loves, he just loves me for who I am, just the way I am. And that was such a huge reminder of who Jesus and God, who God is, Mm -hmm. that he loves us Mm -hmm. for us because he created us Mm -hmm. to glorify his name. And one way or another, he will be glorified. And I think through our marriage, God is being glorified. Mm -hmm. Um, Part of my breaking through was deciding making the decision. Oh, (laughs) I decided to go back to focus on the foundation of my life, which was my belief in Christ, Um, to focus on the lessons that I learned growing up in church, and to lean on those lessons from God in my life. I decided to listen to truth, Uh, not the words of everyone else around me, not the things they expected from us. I decided to believe God. And then I was able to keep living my life. Once I was able to make those decisions, I felt like so free. I felt like I could finally live and be myself because I don't have to listen for anybody else. And I don't have to live to anybody else's expectations. Mm -hmm. And I had my own expectations and I threw those out the window because I don't want, those were weighing me down. Mm -hmm. And I was finally able to, um, in our last move here, which was at in November, the end of November of 2021, we moved to Germany. And on the way here, all this was happening. All these changes were happening. I didn't know that they were happening. And I didn't know what was about to happen, but I became free here. And now I don't want to leave here because I have such good memories of finally breaking free. Um, I can live knowing that he's going to heal me one day. Mm-hmm. I believe that he is healing me. 
uh, one area at a time. He has been healing me mentally, physically, and my marriage has been healing. And so all I can do is rejoice in that, you know, (laughs) my job now is to trust him and to trust that he knows what's best for my life. And I need to stop getting ahead of myself and definitely stop getting ahead of God because he knows best. I, I'm learning to allow God to be the one to lead my life, not the other way around. Oh gosh. Like when you all get back into the United States, we need to go get some coffee, like good <laughs> coffee. I don't drink coffee, but for you, I will drink coffee. <laughs> we can drink tea. I'm not a big drinker either. <laughs> Let's, the, the, the word that is coming to me is hope. Like during this yes. breaking through season, all you can do is hope. You know, like to have some renewed hope that at the end of this, God, you better show out. Like you got to have something for me at the end. And you held on to it. I love what you said about the way you started to break free and break through, which is the decision. You made a choice. You made a choice. You and I love what you said. You you went back to what you know worked, which was your foundational principles. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of us these days are losing that. We are losing those foundational principles and clinging to some new age truth and some, and it's messing us up and making us confused about who we are when all along who you are, he's already told you, he's already showed you who you are, you know? So I love what you said, which was you decided to focus on the foundation of your life. Oh my God. And then finally you said, you learn to allow God to lead you. Like he's leading you. And the word allow is kind of like the autonomy that we have. You allow yourself to be led or you allow yourself not to be led. You give someone access or you don't give someone access. And in this case, you gave God access to your heart. You said, here it is. Now, the hope that I need can only come from you. So you are my source of hope. And you clinged on to that. You clung on to it. So it is beautiful. It is beautiful to see and hear that throughout all those things. And I mean, three miscarriages, it, 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 it's devastating. It's, de- it's devastating mm-hmm. to know you have the diagnosis and then you have this and then just when, right? Three times, just when it happens. And you went through this period of sadness and then you came out of it. And here you are rejoicing. Like how many women, how many Christian women will be able to say that I came out of this and I'm still rejoicing that someday, but you held on to that hope. What does it feel like to hold on to this hope, knowing that the desires of your heart are yet to be fulfilled? I can only imagine that if I was able to see God's truth and live God's truth in my marriage, how much more can God do when my future in my future children generations if he has done it with Abraham and Sarah if he had did it with Anna Hannah if he did it with so many in in the Bible then why can't he do it with me 
Mm-hmm. So living in that hope is it's a beautiful thing. And you come become closer to God knowing that he can do anything. And, you know, now I, I know that I can, I no longer have to pray so much and spend a lot of time praying about God, will you heal me or can mm. you heal me? Now I can pray, God, thank you for healing me. Mm-hmm. And that is a joyful way to live mm-hmm. because I know that he's already doing it. I, uh, you know, we don't know what God is working on behind the scenes, mm-hmm. but we do know that he is working mm-hmm. and he does everything for our good. And all he expects from us is to love him and, and worship him. Ugh. Love him and worship him. I love it. I love it. And so now you're working through your breathing again season. Mm-hmm. When did you really feel like, oh my God, I have a new sense of self, like fresh air. When I breathe, I am breathing and not thinking about what culture is saying, what people are saying. Like I have this stability that I'm standing on. What was it like to breathe again, to just, oh, this feels good? <laughs> yeah, once I began to trust God with all of my heart and my soul and my mind, then I was able to breathe again mm. because I was not giving him everything of me. I was mm. not surrendering completely to him. I was only doing it a fraction of it, what I thought this is what I want to give you now. This is what I'm ready to give you now. That that was a stepping stone towards becoming completely surrendered to God. But once I was able to say, okay, I'm done. This is exhausting. This is tiring. Going through a miscarriage is not the easiest thing in the world. It messes up your with your body. It messes with your mind. It messes with all of it, it's everything, everything about you changes, your perspectives change. And so I was tired of all that. And I said, I can't live like this. And so I had to make the decision that I wanted to surrender completely to God and for him to continue working in my life. And I was beginning to understand that his timing is perfect. You know, I have, I'm a planner, like you mentioned at the beginning. So I was thinking that my plans were best. And uh, now I know that, you know, a man will plan his ways, but God will direct his steps. And so knowing that um, when I was focusing only on my female time clock and focusing on the best age to have a child, I felt stifled. I felt like I was suffocating. But once I started thanking God for my healing, thanking him for my future family, Now I can breathe easier knowing and acknowledging that I can do all things through him. So I was, I was stifling my path and my journey and my talents that he has deposited into me because I was too worried about timelines and what people were thinking and family's expectations. And so now that I know that that is unnecessary and that I'm not going to be able to do anything on my own power, no matter how hard I try I'm not going to be able to do anything without God so now I can breathe easier trusting in his perfect timing for my life and that's all I need to know I don't need to know when or how I just know that he he will he can Mm -hmm. 
Oh, listen. <laughs> when you said when you're saying all that, all I could, and I was trying to find it and I found it. It's one of my favorite um scriptures that God has brought an awareness to me on just this past week. Um, in Galatians 5:10, it talks about see to it that you take no other view. Those words, so simple, and I'm going to read it. It says, I am confident in the Lord that you will take no other view. The one who is throwing you into confusion, whoever that may be, will have to pay the penalty. When we start to remove our eyes off of the godly view, and we start to look at the worldly view, the family view, the cultural view, whatever view it is, and we embody and immerse ourselves into those types of views, that's where the enemy gets us. That's where the enemy is like, oops, you took the bait. Now I'm going to mess with your thoughts. I'm going to mess with your mind. And then I'm going to mess with your feelings and emotions and all those things. And you decided that I'm going to focus on the godly view. I'm not going to focus on my biological clock or any other clock out there. I'm going to focus on God and what he wants and what his plan is. So at the beginning of our, uh, our conversation, I, I wrote down what you said, which was, you know, what I think I should do and what I, uh, what I have when, when I have to do it. And I said, what I think I should have and when I should have it are different. So when you look at the first year of marriage and the 12th, 13th year of marriage, and you had all these dreams, all these things that planner in us, right? We are planning all these things out. The minute you took your view from what you were focusing on to focusing on God, you said it. You said, living in hope is a beautiful season. And then focusing on the godly view helps you breathe again. Focusing on this godly view helps you breathe again. And so now you are living this godly view. And how are you doing now with uh, holding on to the hope and seeing that someday God did it for Hannah, God did it for Sarah, God would do it for Bella. I'm going to, mm -hmm. I'm, I, I got to hold on to this, like this hope that you have and navigating it from a day-to-day -day basis. How are you now able to manage the world, the expectations of family and all that? How are you managing that now? I think that I allowed God to continue growing his gifts in me, his talents in me. I am now a firm believer in that everybody was created with a purpose. Mm -hmm. And I was able to ask myself that question. So if not children, which was what I wholeheartedly thought I would be doing at this point in my life would be raising kids and raising them well, you know, all the things that moms do and it's it's a lot of work. That's what I thought I would be focusing on at this time of life. But so I had to ask myself a difficult question and and with a lot of prayer and meditation ask, what do you want me to be doing with my life at this point, God? What should my husband and I be focusing on with our time now? Um so we were able to ask God to use us and to deposit what the gifts that he wanted us to share with the world mm -hmm. and so um, we know that we love sharing with other marriages and we have that opportunity here uh, in the military community there's so many 
young couples that we work with on a daily basis. And we're able to speak life into them. And every time I sit with a service member or a spouse, I'm able to have 30 minutes to an hour with a service member or spouse every single day. And so I knew that that was our purpose, that he has always placed me in a position where I can counsel others. And so I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to speak through me when I'm speaking to these people. I don't know them, but the Holy Spirit knows them. And I want to allow the Holy Spirit to use me and my husband to speak life into others. And anytime that I have a a word to share with somebody that I meet, I don't shy away from that. And mm. I say what's, what God places on my heart. And a lot of times after I, I speak to them, in my head, I'm thinking, I have no idea why I just told you that. You know, <laughs> you know, I don't I have no idea why I said those words. To yeah, you. yeah. <laughs> but then there's a sense inside of me of peace and calm. Mm-hmm. And like it was I needed to do that. I needed to say that. And it wasn't me. And, and you just have this amazing feeling inside of you that is unexplainable. It's difficult to explain, but you know that that is the Holy Spirit, you know, mm-hmm. speaking through you. If you know what is going on, um, I hope everybody knows if you listen to my podcast often, dear sisters, you know, I usually get the title for the episode right during the conversation. I don't think about it ahead of time. I think about what I want to talk about, but then the title kind of, you know, comes during the conversation. And as you are talking about where you are right now and what got you, you put the purpose and what you are doing, you and your husband are doing. I wrote down, allow God to turn your disappointments into your destiny. And I was like, let me go ahead and Google the definition for destiny because I haven't even looked at what destiny means. So according to the dictionary, the destiny is the events that will necessarily happen to a particular person or thing in the future. The hidden power believed to control what will happen in the future fate. And some of us, we try to control our destiny, right? We try to be like, mm-hmm. I'm going to manifest this and I'm going to manifest that. And it's like, no, no. God is going to manifest whatever he wants to manifest because he created you. And he says, for I know the plans that I have for you. So if he knows the plan and I say he is the master plan. Because yes. he built this masterpiece and you are a masterpiece. How are you going to allow somebody else to, you know, live your life or make you figure out what to do when the master planner, the master planner, mm-hmm. <laughs> get what I mean? The master planner, talking to the planner, <laughs> yeah. the master planner who has control of this masterpiece, which is you and I, knows what we have to do, where we need to go, what we need to say, how we should say it. So even in the room, when you're with the couples and you say something and you're like, I don't know what I just said. That is the master planner. He knows what he's Mm -hmm. orchestrating and we have to allow him to orchestrate what he wants to orchestrate in our life. So you and your hubby moving from this disappointment and now you're moving into your destiny. And if that destiny in the future includes children, so be it. If -hmm. it doesn't include children, so be it, right? You're at this place where you're like, 
whatever the destiny is, whatever the fit is, Lord Jesus, I need it and give it to me. Mm-hmm. Because that's where you know freedom is. Your mind is free. Your heart is free. You're no longer like confused and struggling and tugging between two worlds, two views or three views. You mm-hmm. have the view and you're right there with him. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. It is so yes, beautiful. It is. <laughs> it's so beautiful. So now you have gone through the breaking free season, the breaking through, the breathing again. And you are here as this beautiful young woman living this beautiful life with your husband. How are you still dreaming? What is the thing on your heart that you're like, yes, Lord, you know, I'm doing it. (laughs) Well, right now we're able to travel more because Mm. of God's provision, God's blessings, and he has places in this country where is abundant blessings and we're just beyond blessed and grateful for everything he has deposited into our hands and so we know that everything belongs to God and we just have to use it for his glory and so um, we get to travel we get to dream about where we want to travel next we get to help our families out when we can and we can continue dreaming and about our future and how God is going to and bless others through us. And there's just so much to dream now. Ah, the the place of contentment. Right. I see it all over your beautiful face. And I see it, I hear it in your voice. The place of contentment, that's joy, right? That is the gladness of your heart. The gladness of your heart is joy. So what does joy look like for you these days? Right now it is experiencing God's true love everywhere around me. I see other couples, other in our Christian community. We get to experience the love to us. We get to experience the love as a community. Um, When we travel, we get to experience God's beauty, amazing beauty of everything in creation that he orchestrated. That's a beautiful experience in itself. I love to experience and observe how he plans everything for our mm-hmm. ultimate good. It makes me want to sing. <laughs> and I want to continue exploring my passions and using my passions for his glory. I uh, have started creating workshops, vision board workshops for mm-hmm. other women in the community to mm-hmm. explore what God is, wants to do in, in their lives. Mm-hmm. And um help other females to get out of that point of feeling stuck Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, because I was there and it's not fun and I don't want people to feel like that and when they are able to in someone and they allow someone to come into their lives and speak truth into their lives I want to be that person and so I'm able to invite and put myself out there and say this is what I'm offering to the community And if you're able to come out on this day at this time, you're welcome to come and we're going to walk through what your purpose is for your life. And um, I enjoy and I love doing that. And I know that I'm able to continue to allow God to use me in in those areas. I'm a very creative person on top of all the planners. I love journaling, Bible journaling, (laughs) adult coloring books, all those things. So I just want to be able to use those gifts, talents, and those things that I enjoy crafting. And I 
I always say that everything's better with a friend. <laughs> so I invite other women to come into my space and I share all the stickers and planning activities with them. And we're able to do that together and able to learn. Wow, I can do something with my life. I don't have to stay in this in this spot. I can move on. I can I can break free too. Yeah. And thank you for allowing me to come into your space on WhatsApp. I reached out to us like, I need your number. Like <laughs> this whole social media thing. Like, can you imagine logged out of social media? How was I going to get in contact with you? I have to log back into social media. So mm-hmm. I love that um, you actually are making an intentional effort to invite other women into your space and to bless them and to speak life into them that's your ministry that's what you know the gift is that's where god has placed you right now in this season this assignment Mm -hmm. and i put down vision board workshops because i am through my ministries we are working on our 2024 agenda uh we are retreating and recharging this year focusing on some amazing things to come and in january we will be planning that retreat and recharge for our listeners, for women and sisters that are uh, devoted to our content and stuff. And I will be featuring my planner and all that. Um, And I think you should come on, even if it's via Zoom virtual and do a vision board uh, workshop with them. So you and I will talk on the side. We'll plan this. Yeah, so so that you can get your message across to women beyond yeah, Germany, right? Women yeah. in other parts of the world to can hear your voice. So, I so love it's beautiful. That. It's beautiful. Well, um, golden nugget for the young woman out there that is hearing your story and they're like, yeah, you know, you got yours figured out. You're good. Like you went through all that and you're good. But here am I, you know, I have all this pressure to have a baby and do all these things. And I'm, I just, I just don't know. What would you say to that young woman? Yes. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hearing my voice today, taking the time. Um, I would say chase God first Mm. and chase God with passion and then everything else will fall into place. Yes. You're making this title for the episode difficult, girl. (laughs) (laughs) It'll all work out. You just, just heard you heard it first, dear sisters. Chase God first and chase God with passion. I love it. I love it. And I love your heart, Bella. How can they get in touch with you? Where can they find you? Yes, you can find me on Instagram. Um, my title, my handle is in Spanish. So you may have to do some digging around or you can find Kate. Mm-hmm. But it is... <laughs> I'm gonna, I love teaching Spanish. So my Instagram handle is <laughs> at sin miedo al futuro. And what that means in English translation is uh, without fear of the future. And it is from Proverbs 31:25. So yeah. She laughs, right? She laughs. Yes. And it's hard, you know, it's hard when you're going through something to find the joy, find the humor find the laughter, but you know that the joy of the Lord is your strength. So to find the joy, dear sisters, to find the strength to do what you need to do, start praying for God to give you joy, because he said the joy of the Lord. And Bella has said it, choose God first 
and choose, uh, chase God first and chase God with passion. And either you choose or chase, make sure that you're, you're doing it and doing it well. I in the, At the beginning of the year, I said, stop chasing and start choosing. Some of y'all need to stop chasing and start choosing. And some of y'all need to start chasing <laughs> <laughs> and then choose. Uh, but however you do it, make sure that he is first and everything else falls into place. And remember, dear sisters, take no other view because once you take your eyes off of the target, once you take your eyes off of whatever it is that God is asking you to do for him, it becomes a mess. So Bella, thank you so much for everything. Thank you for just sharing your heart with the community and letting people know that it is not too late. It is not too late. You can always, always turn those disappointments. If you allow God to do it, he will turn your disappointments into your destiny. I love yes. you, girl. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Kate. It was wonderful being on here. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>